Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Instant Reaction Podcast, HawkeyeNation.com. Andrew Downs here with you on a Saturday afternoon after the Iowa Hawkeye men uh, completed the sweep of Rutgers in basketball last night. The women won. Today it was the men. We'll cover both games here on the Hawkeye Nation Podcast. We'll start with the men because that's the freshest in the mind. It's what happened today, and it was the uh, the most needed win. Um, the, the, the Iowa men, obviously, 0-3 in the Big Ten, uh, had... had a tough second half against Wisconsin uh, on Tuesday night after, you know, battling for, for most of the first half and, and looking like uh, not necessarily like they were going to win that game, but certainly like they belonged on the floor with, with Wisconsin. And uh, you know, there was that, that stretch in the second half where it really got away from them, but you, you couldn't lose this game at home to Rutgers. Uh, this is not a very good Rutgers team. They're kind of in the same spot as Iowa where they need to get a win. They felt like Iowa might be that team. And so, they came in, you know, looking to, to steal one, and Iowa really just needed to um, to play well, right? To, to have a good game. We learned before the game that Patrick McCaffrey would not play due to an illness. Uh, he was a late scratch. We'll uh, keep an eye on that as we move along here. But Iowa didn't really miss a step uh, without Patrick out there. Josh Dix got the start uh, in his place. I, I was a little disappointed. I saw some people on Twitter as well. Um, a little disappointed Iowa didn't go with, you know, a Brock Harding start, uh, something like that. DeSante Bowen start, uh, you know, a true point guard out there. Um, I thought that's what they would do, but ultimately went with Josh Dix. And ultimately it didn't really matter because Iowa started so hot and, you know, maybe more uh, importantly, Rutgers started so cold. I think they were one of seven at one point, maybe even got worse than that before they, they ultimately picked up the scoring and, and got back into the game to some extent. But for the most part, Iowa cruised in this game. And, and it's exactly what what this team needed as far as a, a boost of confidence to get a win like this. Um, and I think it's what we all needed to, to watch to get this kind of wire-to-wire, no drama, no doubt, you know, just statement. Yeah, Not a statement as in the opponent was a big opponent, but – a statement win that this team, you know, when connected, when shooting well, can play well, uh, can excite fans, can give us a reason to to stay plugged in as we move into the the doldrums of winter and uh, you know trying to follow this team through a, a an interesting Big Ten schedule to say the least. But Peyton Sanford was great in this game. Uh, he had twenty four points, eight rebounds, was five of eight from beyond the arc, eight of twelve from the field. Uh, he just couldn't miss, and and at one point it was like just shoot every time down because uh, he was playing so well, he was um, shooting so well, and, and that's just huge. I mean, when he's able to put up points in the twenties like that to to be that dangerous from beyond the arc, he's. I mean, that's the player we need to be night in and night out. That's a lot to ask, 
but that that is what this Iowa team needs. Uh, ben Cricky had a really solid game as well. 19 points. He had 10 rebounds, uh, three assists, and you know just you know there there were some stretches in the game where he could do whatever he wanted. And and when, again, when he's feeling it, when he's shooting well, when he's hitting you know mid range jumpers and uh, and is seemingly connected to the rest of the team offensively, he's a, a really potent weapon and and can score well in the Big Ten. And so that was good to see from him. The kind of uh, emotional leader on this team today, the the guy who maybe had the most impact as far as that goes, uh, certainly the most like st- stand up out of your seat type plays was freshman Owen Freeman, who is just continuing to grow, continuing to get better. Uh, you know, hard to imagine. I haven't looked at what else has happened in the the Big Ten this week, but feels like he may get another Big Ten Freshman of the Week award, which I think would pass um, Aaron White's record at Iowa for for most in a season, and we're in the first week of January. Um, Owen Freeman has has been fantastic, and ever since he got put into the starting lineup, has really found that that renewed energy. One point in the second half, he had two straight and ones, and almost a third, uh, and I think he did get a third later on in the half, but fifteen points. Just four rebounds from uh, from Freeman, one assist, but five of seven from the field, five of six from the free throw line, which is huge. Iowa overall, 21 to 24 from the free throw line. That's a near 90% percentage. That's fantastic. I mean, shooting percentage for this team tonight, today, 46 per, point, 46% from the field, 50% from three-point land, and 87.5% from the free throw line. That those are winning numbers, no matter how terrible your defense is at times. <laughs> and so Rutgers, I mean, once they once they were able to start scoring a little bit, certainly put a, a bit of a scare into Iowa a couple of different times. But Iowa was able to use the really the the start of each half to pull away and and put kind of a big barrier uh, in between the the two teams. Rutgers had the end of each half where they played well. Um, hit a couple of threes late in the first half to close the gap to seven. Iowa had been up 14 or 15 at one point in the first half. And um, so to have that be just 41-34 at, at halftime did feel like, uh-oh, here we go. Uh, Rutgers has gotten hot. They've adjusted to the speed of this game. And we're going to have to shoot out of our minds just to, to keep up and while we were able to shoot out, shoot out of our minds, uh, they weren't able to keep up. Although it was close. I mean, 45-43 was the total points in the second half. Iowa had 45, Rutgers 43. So uh, they, they were able to keep up scoring-wise for the most part. But Iowa had just built that big lead in the uh, in the start of the second half. And... Uh, or the start of the first, the start of the game, and then again in the start of the second half, where they came out and hit their first four shots right away. Uh, Peyton Sanford had eight points in the first couple of minutes, and um, I would just again kind of put it away there and was able to cruise to a victory. And and that's that's what this team needed. That's what we all needed to see as fans. That's like the experience that that we needed to have uh, from this team. Some other kind of team stats on the day: Rutgers shot just under forty percent. I was forty six, and. Uh, just six of nineteen was Rutgers from three point land. That's just under thirty. That's just over thirty one percent. Excuse me there. Rebounds. Uh, Rutgers out rebounded Iowa by ten, including I guess all ten offensive rebounds. Uh, they were even defensively, but you know some of these stats get skewed, especially late in the game. Uh, those last you know ten minutes or so where 
I would just kind of had it in in cruise control and uh, was able to take this game away. Iowa had way more assists, seventeen to eight, uh, were the assist counts for Iowa. Seventeen, that's a good number on twenty nine made shots. Uh, Iowa fourteen turnovers. I feel like a lot of those must have come late because uh, early on in the game it felt like that was a, a real advantage for Iowa. Did cause sixteen turnovers for Rutgers, and obviously those numbers are are too high for both of those teams. Uh, certainly too high for Iowa. 38 points in the paint for the Hawkeyes, and uh, largest lead was 18, okay? But I believe that was in the the second half uh, when Iowa pulled that 18-point lead. So now Iowa, again, one and three in the Big Ten, nine and six overall. I mean, you feel like you're probably going to need to get another nine or ten wins in in Big Ten play and uh, and show up well at the conference tournament in order to, to put yourself in position to be an NCAA tournament team. Don't know if that's doable for this team yet, but this was certainly a good kind of bounce back after that tough loss at Wisconsin on uh, on Tuesday night. Now you have the rest of this week off. I believe it's Friday night. Yeah, Friday, 8.30. Ooh, I forgot. It's that late game, Friday night. Uh, home against Nebraska. A dangerous Nebraska team. Um, we'll see how they fare this afternoon, but um, that's that's another game that you just, at this point, you have to protect home home court. Uh, when it's reasonable to expect that, obviously, when Purdue comes to town uh, in a couple of weeks, that's a that's kind of a different story. But you're going to have to protect home court against teams like Nebraska, you know, against teams like Ohio State and Minnesota later uh, in early February um, against Maryland later this month. You're going to have to protect home court in those games and then go out and steal a couple of these road games in order to put yourself in a position to be back on that bubble. Probably getting ahead of ourselves a little bit there, but it was a a great day to watch the men. They played really well, uh, needed to and did, and uh, and hey, so we can at least have the rest of the weekend to enjoy that. Uh, and everybody has enjoyed what Caitlin Clark and the Iowa women have done this week. We'll talk about that a little bit as well. There is no superlative. There is no hyperbole. There, there's nothing you can do when talking about Caitlin Clark that is over the top at this point. Um, the woman is an absolute rock star. The The most fun part of uh, of the kind of coverage around last night's game outside of the, the C. Vivian Stringer stuff, which was really, really cool, um, was just you know watching how some of the Rutgers media covered the arrival of Caitlin Clark, uh, the energy that she injected into that arena through, you know, a sellout crowd through fans, you know, wearing Iowa jerseys, uh, through putting on the show that she puts on, that she did again last night. Uh, she is always worth the price of admission, and uh, and she was again last night. There's a reason people are selling out, paying, you know, thousands of dollars to go see these games. Uh, if you were there last night, you get to say you saw Caitlin Clark have a triple-double, yeah, 28-point triple-double. Saw somewhere, it's her eighth 20 triple double with 25 or more points. I mean, it's the, the stats are, are crazy. Um, the coverage is bigger than anything we've ever seen. Uh, coming off the game on Tuesday night at home against Michigan State, uh, where she hits that step back from the beak game winning three pointer with two tenths of a second left when the ball left her hand at best. Um, it's it's just incredible, and and so 
the rock star status she has when she shows up anywhere else and is mobbed by people and is, you know, people are looking for autographs and, uh, you know, other teams are, are scheduling important, uh, you know, honorings of former coaches around when I was going to be there because they know they're going to sell out the arena and it's going to be a really good look and a really good atmosphere and it's going to feel good. And that's what it was last night. And it was really cool to see Iowa pay homage to see Vivian Stringer. Obviously, everything she did for the Hawkeyes and, and for the Iowa women's basketball program uh, is an absolute legend within Iowa basketball. And then beyond that, uh, at Rutgers and within Big Ten basketball and women's basketball as a whole. So that was really cool. It's cool to hear Lisa Bluter talk about her and you know see the teams get together, the coaches get together before the game and and all of that kind of stuff. Was It was just a really neat kind of moment and then it, it led to an Iowa you know 35 point win on the road in, in Big Ten play in which again Caitlin Clark uh, had 29 points 10 assists 10 rebounds uh, just three turnovers uh, if, if anybody out there is wondering about that had a couple of steals and um, and you know did what she did but she wasn't the only one it was really good to see Gabby Marshall get back uh, her shooting stroke a little bit. She was four of seven from beyond the arc with 12 points. Great to see that out of her. She doesn't need to be a scorer for Iowa to win games, but she's going to need to be able to be dangerous from the three-point line uh, once we get into some of the bigger games, once you're, you're playing really elite opponents, and, and especially once you get into March and into tournament time, as she was able to do last year, and she was a huge part of why Iowa was able to go on the run they, they did. And so... She's so good defensively that uh, you'll keep Gabby on the floor whether or not she's shooting well. But good to see her kind of find that stroke last night and, and hope that continues to happen. Kate Martin, uh, you know, did what she does. 17 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. Uh, she had a fantastic game. Hannah Stolke with 10 points and 7 rebounds, 4 assists, a block. Uh, the entire starting lineup had a, had a good game, including Molly Davis with 8 points and 5 assists. And then it was nice to be able to get uh, some depth on the bench into the game. And uh, that starts with, you know, Sydney Falter, who had 10 points, 10 rebounds, a double-double for her. She played great. Uh, Sharon Goodman with eight points and four rebounds. You had Addison O'Grady with five points. Taylor McCabe hit a three. So uh, just got a lot of production from a lot of different people. And it's always nice in these, especially in a, a Big Ten road game, uh, in a hostile arena, although how hostile is any arena to Caitlin Clark and the Iowa Hawkeyes at this point, that's debatable. But um, to go on the road and be able to get go that deep into your bench and, and get everybody some minutes, get everybody some opportunities, uh, get Caitlin Clark a little bit of rest and uh, and, you know, just kind of move forward um, again. There's just there's you can't say enough about Kaylin Clark and what she means to Iowa, what she means to women's basketball and the, the kind of star that she is. And, and it's, it's so much fun to watch. Uh, so the Iowa women now off until Wednesday, they're at Purdue uh, before they t- return home next week, uh, next Saturday, uh, Saturday night against Indiana. Ooh, next Saturday night against Indiana, 14th ranked Indiana. Last time Indiana was in Carver Hawkeye Arena, Kaylin Clark hit another game-winning three in the regular season finale last year in one of the most exciting moments that Carver Hawkeye Arena has ever seen. Um, so that's a big one. That's going to be a lot of fun. And, and again, this team is just so much fun to watch. It's uh, you, know, you, you can't say enough 
about uh, about what's happening with the Iowa women's basketball program right now. Uh, that's it for me. I'm going to wrap this up on a Saturday. Go enjoy the rest of my day. I hope you do the same. Uh, embrace this. It's not that often you get a, a you know back-to-back wins like this in, in what, 12, 15 hours that you get to see your team uh, when your teams win a couple of games like this. So that that was fun. I appreciate you listening. Check out everything we got going on at HawkeyeNation.com. And go Hawks! Go Hawks!